You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Do you have more than one child? If you do, you might be familiar with the competition that can grow between siblings. In my house, it feels like it started as soon as they could talk. They can compete to be the first in the car or about, uh, you know, who who still has a full cup of hot chocolate. I don't understand what it's about. They're only three and five. Am I alone in this? I need help. Karen Young is a psychologist who started the blog Hey Sigmund, and I often go to her for advice. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. I'm well. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, can you tell me, is it normal for children this young, who are three and five, to be so competitive? It's really normal. And and it's, there's actually nothing wrong with it at this age, at, at three and five, they're actually figuring out who they are and where they fit into the world and they're starting to want to establish a sense of, of, of identity and independence and this is who I am and they start to separate themselves from the people around them. And so this is all part of it, either this is how I'm different to you or if I can't be different, if we're both having hot chocolate or if we're both racing to the car, I'll be better than you. So it's not, it can be infuriating as a parent. (laughs) (laughs) I completely get it, but it's, but it's, it's okay. It's normal. I tell you what worries me about it is that um, let's say it's the getting into the car first and then mm. my daughter who's five will turn to my son who's three and says, I win, I win, I win. And then he bursts into tears. And then I try to explain to her the concept of a graceful winner. Um <laughs> Which I feel is so important because, A, I'm like, look, you've crushed his poor little soul. And, B, I don't want her going out in the world and thinking that life is all about winning. Am I just looking too far into this? No, not at all. And part of our job as parents is to help them be good winners and good losers. And one of the other things that's happening with your little one is, The research is kind of showing that kids don't really start to understand competition until they're about four. So what's happening is your little one is probably sitting there going, I don't even understand what this is about, but I feel like there's something that's happening that I don't really get or it might feel a bit mean, but it doesn't make sense. And so that can be happening as well. But yeah, part of our job is to measure it and to actually channel it. So it's not a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing because through competition, they learn their own resilience and their own resourcefulness. And and, and they learn that through effort and hard work, they'll good things will happen but the idea is is channeling it and and measuring it so that they're not hurting other people or stamping over or seeing seeing other people as a threat or an obstacle so you're doing absolutely the right thing and and it doesn't it doesn't feel like she's listening though karen (laughs) it's dropped in a bucket so it's it's just a little bit little bit little bit and she's still developing her empathy and that's something that will keep going so there's no window for this it doesn't have to happen at a certain time and so you know everything we do matters and it doesn't feel like it because it just feels like that little drop in that bucket's not making a difference but it will so I think that's one of the hard things about being a parent is it's not always visible straight away the impacts that we're having oh completely and um, sometimes what I find 
feeds into this competitiveness is that because he's small and he's watching mm. what she does, this kind of teasing thing, like, well, we'll mm. it'll start to cascade. Um, do you have any advice on how how parents might, I don't know if nip it in the bud's the right thing, if that ever actually happens with children or how we yeah. can sort of distract them from that kind of um, escalating tension, shall we say? Yeah, so, I mean, this is a prime opportunity to nurture their empathy, which is one of the most important things for their emotional and social intelligence, which is a really big predictor of success. So when that happens, rather than, um, you know, being directive, another tack to take is, what? how do you think your little brother's feeling right now? What do you think he felt when you said this? I wonder how you would feel if someone said this, to you and then to so so first of all that's building empathy the other thing is to encourage cooperation so one of the things about competition is it can have them rather than um, you know they go head to head with people rather and it can kill that cooperation so one of the other things to try is to try and you know think of ways to um, to nurture that so it might be something like throwing the ball to each other or, you know, rolling the ball to each other but seeing how many times it, um, they can keep it going without someone, without someone dropping it. So both their roles are important and they're working together on things. And so that's, that's, one, you know, that's one way to do it. Another thing is to um, encourage each child to recognise when the other one does something well or something that the other one is good at and this doesn't necessarily need to happen in the moment. So if there's been a competition and there's tears and heartbreak, that's probably not the time to do it. But along the way, saying things like, gee, so-and-so, um, what, what do you think they do well? Or, gee, they, they did that well. And then having them hear each, each other being praised for effort or for kindness or for courage or all of those important things. And, and that's another way to do it because part of competition means sometimes we stop looking at the good things that other people are doing and and focusing on the threat of that to us. Okay, well, just before I let you go, one thing that I do find, again, difficult, apart from when um, someone wins is when someone loses and Mm. then they go on to lose the proverbial. Um, What kind of language can we use or what what can we say to our kids if they lose and then they get really angry and upset that they've lost and then they don't want to play anymore? Yeah, so in the moment, it's really important to validate them and hear them because they are upset and they have lost. That doesn't mean you want to support the behaviour, but you can support the feelings. So except that you're upset that you lost, it was important to you, wasn't it? You really wanted to win and you worked hard and I get why you're upset about that. It's not okay to, you know, do whatever you're doing. But then focus on the opportunity and the growth. So what do you think you can do differently next time? Or, you know, it's it's about that rather than focusing, so shifting their focus from the loss or from what they see as a deficiency to the opportunity for them. And also pointing out how they might have done better than last time. So having rather than competing against the world or competing against other people, it's looking at their improvement over time and look at the effort that you've put in and look at how much better you are than last time. And they might not be ready to hear that in the moment, and that's okay too, but these are the conversations that can happen along the way that can really shift their focus. 
Well, Karen, you have given me hope once again. (laughs) Thank you so much for speaking with us this, this afternoon. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Karen. That was blogger and psychologist Karen Young from the website Hey Sigmund. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.